Hello, friends. This is episode six of Surviving to Thriving with Megan. It is January 9, 2022. We are going to talk about psychological abuse. And remember, the purpose of abuse is to gain control and power over your victim, over others in general. It's a globalized way of thinking, really. One instance does not make an abuser. Two instances sometimes things happen. But what we're looking at is an overall pattern. That's what we're looking for. So in terms of psychological abuse, these are the things that really get into a person's head. And let me tell you, there was a point in which I was wondering to myself, am I crazy? Am I actually crazy? And I thought I might be. Um, So some of the things that I experienced were um, one of the psychological tactics that abusers use is to do things and then denying it later. That's one thing. So they they do they do one thing, and then later they're like, "No, I didn't do that. That you must be remembering that incorrectly. You re- you don't have a very good memory." And I cannot even tell you how many times I was told, "You just don't have a very good memory," and. At first, I was a little insulted because I got through school on a very, very high level of memorization. I was a history major, and I needed to know dates and facts and kingdoms and peoples and policies and governments and all kinds of things. And so... So to be told repeatedly, you just don't have a very good memory. That's not how it happened. Was It kind of... At first, you're like, "Mm, okay, whatever. But when you're told something enough, you start to believe it. Um, Terrorizing and then acting like nothing happened. So going into these rages or these fits or these screaming matches or whatever, and, and then later acting like nothing happened, like totally walking away. There's no apology. There's no, hey, I was wrong. Just absolute crazy making and then flipping a switch back to normal. No big deal. Um, Controlling minute aspects of the victim's life, food, fun, friends. I know I've mentioned this before, but toward the end of my um, abusive marriage, I couldn't even decide what to wear. I didn't know what to wear. I didn't know what kind of food I liked. I didn't know. All I knew was what what he liked and what I was trying to be. And I, I could not make a decision. I literally could not make a decision, and I still struggle with making decisions to this day. Um, Projecting responsibility for addictions onto victim or others. So what this sounds like is, well, if you weren't so difficult to live with, I wouldn't have to drink so much. Or I'm so stressed by work and, and the kids that I need to use XYZ in order to de-stress. Um, I, I can't possibly be at fault for this. It's not my fault, basically, because I only do it to, to chill out and not be so stressed. Um, displaying weapons to scare you. So this would be something like, you know, there's not really a threat of them, you know, shooting you or stabbing you or whatever, but they just want you to know where the gun is, that they have the gun, that they're a pretty good shot with it. Um, a lot of bragging about that. And and I'm not talking your 
bragging about, hey, I go to the shooting range and I do a really great job. I'm accurate. I'm whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the casual um, flashing of the gun or movement of the body that something could be a weapon, but they're choosing not to make it a weapon. Um, Let's see. Convincing the victim that they know better than the victim does. Oh, this was totally way out of proportion. Absolute. I was absolutely convinced that I basically didn't know anything. And it goes back to the decision making. I wasn't able to make a decision. I basically was not able to think independently. That took a long time to get back to. Um, Threatening to kill or hurt themselves or others. So these don't necessarily have to look like this one was really passive for me. It wasn't like, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. Or um, if you do this, then I'm going to hurt somebody else or hurt the kids. That's um, a different kind of child abuse and whatever. But what that would sound like is kind of that passive suicidal ideation where you're like, oh, it would just be better if I was dead. I just have no friends. I just, I just wish I could die. And you know, when that would come out is if I was holding, trying to hold him accountable for something. If I was trying to um, understand why some of these things were happening, then it would be, oh my gosh, now he's the victim. Now he's the one that is so sad and that needs to um, hurt himself or kill the world would be a better place without him. And, you know, I won't tell you what I think about that statement now, but then, you know, you're like, no, it's no, everybody loves you, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a big, big, big one. And this term has gained quite a bit of popularity in recent years and months. And that's called gaslighting says or does things and then denies it later. Um, and we kind of talked about that at the beginning, but the name for that is gaslighting. And it comes from an old movie where, um, where, I don't know, go look it up. It's from an old movie and the guy convinces the woman that she's crazy, basically absolutely convinces her that her reality is not actual reality and she goes crazy. And that I would say is the very top, top thing. I would start at the end, I would start writing things down because I would be like, I know we had this conversation. I know we did. And they'd be like, no, we never had this conversation or vice versa. I told you this multiple times, multiple times. And either he would say, nope, you never told me. Nope, not once. Nope, you didn't say that. Or we would start, we would start twisting things. Um, we would I guess that's in a different one, but twisting the responsibility into something that is just totally not even that's not what I said or making me believe that I said something and then starting to apologize, profusely apologize. I remember this um, quite frequently. I would apologize for everything. And I'm I'm a pleaser for from before anyway. I I like to make people happy. I like to please, you know, all of those things. So what that would end up sounding like is I would question him on something. 
he would tell me that I was overreacting or I didn't remember things correctly. And then it would blow up into this big thing about how I'm I'm the one crazy making. I'm the one having the issues. And then I would find myself apologizing. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. You're right. I guess I just don't remember. I guess that's not how I thought things went. Um, you know, and then you just, you just smooth it over towards, you know, there's, there's different levels of awareness. And that's, I guess, my point in, in this podcast and in sharing these things with you is, just moving through that level from one level to the next of of processing um, for myself. And then also if you find yourself in any of these situations and you wonder, is this normal? I don't know. I'm not sure. Again, I'm referring to a lot of Sarah McDougall's resources. Um, I'll put her links in the show notes for the red flags and the power wheel. And then also she does have a course about, is this normal? Is what I'm experiencing normal? And once you go from, once you're aware of what's happening, you can't unsee it. You just can't. And once you see it, then after that, you grieve and you process it and you decide, what am I going to do from here? How am I going to handle it? I don't claim to have the answers. I'm not a therapist. I am um, a recovering victim of abuse. And so I hope that my story helps you or helps somebody or helps somebody that you know. Um, I've got a lot of resources. So if you have any questions about anything, please let me know. And other than that, I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.